It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. Hey, Jolenta. Hey, Kristen. You have had to make friends as an adult in a new city. Hell yeah, I have. And uh, you have too. You've moved around a fair amount. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And you know what? It's not always easy, as Rihanna demonstrated in our episode, People to Talk To. Yeah. In fact, listeners have told us it's one of the things they struggle with the most still. Yeah, absolutely. So shall we put people at ease and share our own stories of success and failure making friends as an adult? Oh, yes. I want to hear all of your failure stories. Oh, I want to hear yours, too. Because I don't believe you have any. (laughs) So I think we definitely need to do this. All right. Well, let's do it then. Let's get this We Love You and So Can You bonus episode underway. In this special bonus season of We Love You and So Can You, we're going to be talking all about our own experiences with each of the topics explored during our regular season. Today, we're talking about an episode you all really loved and that we loved too. It's our episode about Rihanna. Rihanna recently transitioned from working a full-time job to being a stay-at-home mom with her new baby and moving from California all the way across the country to the suburbs of D.C. She was struggling with feeling isolated and struggling also with trying to make new friends in this new city as an adult. Yeah. Now, Kristen, full disclosure, neither you nor I have had to move with a new baby in tow. Um, And we can't even imagine how stressful a new child makes a move on top of already moving. Yeah. But we've both moved to new places, and had to make friends and lives there. So we can speak to that. Yes, absolutely. And to be clear, we're not talking about, like, I'm going off to college and meeting friends. We're talking about, like, picking up and moving to a new city as a fully functioning adult who's old enough to do things like uh, drive a car and go to a bar. Yes. And now, Kristen, having known you for a few years now, I feel like you have a billion friends, <laughs> and about every five minutes, you seem to acquire a new one successfully. So I want to know if you've ever had a Rihanna moment and, like, failed at making a new friend. Like, you know, have you ever just walked up to someone on the walking path and been like, hey, hey, and then, like, walk awkwardly behind them like Rihanna? Oh, absolutely. Can I tell you a funny story? And yes. This is at a job that you and I actually, the job we met at. I was new there, and I was, you know, a lot of my friends I've made over the course of my life have actually been friends I've met at jobs. I love mm-hmm. meeting friends at work. And so I was— I mean, yeah, you need someone to hang out with at, like, 2 in the morning when the other workaholic is there. And then you guys are like, <laughs> we have so much in common. Like, we're both workaholics. We're both here at 2 a.m. Oh, my gosh, let's be friends forever. (laughs) But I was not very successful at that particular job making friends. Yeah. And you're one of the people that I'm still in regular contact with and so on. But most of my time at that job, it was really tough for me to make friends. Mm. And here's an example of one of the first people I really failed with. Uh Uh-oh. There was somebody who we worked with, and 
she said, you know, I just moved to this neighborhood and she named the neighborhood. I'm like, oh, I love that neighborhood. And she's like, yeah, I don't really know anybody there. And sometimes I get lonely. And I said, um, you don't need to be lonely. I'll hang out with you. And then her response was, I'm not a charity case. Oh, shit. And it wasn't me trying to treat her like a charity case. It was really just a case of like, I was new at the job. And as you may recall, that job was full of very dysfunctional, weird people. High-stress environment, weird mix of personalities. A lot of people were very competitive. very high-stress. That is a shining example. And then there have definitely been other cases, too, where I— thought that somebody was my friend at work, and then outside of work, they didn't want to hang out. And, oh, I get it. You just want to be a work friend, and that's fine. Oh, yeah. You know, some people want to do that. Or some people, maybe you have a fun, casual, occasional friendship. And then it's happened to me more than once where I've hung out with somebody a few times, but then it turns out like, oh, they are going through something that maybe I'm not the best person to have in their life. So, for example, I befriended somebody at one job and we hung out a few times. Then she got pregnant and Mm. she really just, she didn't want to hang out with like a single drinking girl like me. She wanted to hang out with other moms-to-be. So she kind of just narrowed down her friend circle to hang out with other mom types. And it was a bummer for me, but I also was like, you know what? I understand. You don't know me that well. We've only hung out a few times. I would love to be friends with you, but I see what you need right now isn't somebody like me in your life. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a bummer, but, you know, I also had to try my best not to take it personally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So It's hard. It's hard. I feel like if I could just go back to Rihanna again, I feel like she did such a good job of not taking it personally, where it's like— she mentioned many failures to us of like, yeah, I talked to someone here and then they wander away or I talked to someone there and it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a good skill to have to, to be able to like— Try not to take it personally. Try not to take it personally. Be like, they're, who knows what they're going through or, you know. Yeah. And also, I mean, one thing I have to just like remind myself of is I'm just not everybody's cup of tea. Oh, totally. You know, yeah, like yeah. I, I would love for everybody to love me and I would love to love everybody back. But the fact is that's not always going to be the case. And, you know, as far as making new friends, um, I have to keep that in mind. And then also, I mean, if I can go to a slightly dark place here, Uh-oh. um, just that also means some friends that I had for years and years, I'm not friends with anymore, mm-hmm. um, where it's like, hey— Maybe that friendship worked really well when I was in college with you, but right now this friendship isn't actually working for us at this point. I haven't always succeeded at making friends or keeping friends as an adult, and in some cases I've deliberately chosen to not have certain friends anymore. Mm, so, yeah. Um, so yeah, I know it can be really, really, really tough. But um, anywho, we've talked a lot about me. Let's take a quick break, and when we're back, Jolenta, let's hear about some of the challenges you've had making friends as an adult. Okay. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. 
We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. We're back and we're talking about making friends as an adult or, to be more accurate, talking about not making friends as an adult. Uh. Yeah, and how hard it can be and some tough times that we've had trying to make friends or if you just want to call them failures, failures making friends as an adult. So, Jolenta, I've already talked a little bit about my failures in this arena. What about you? I feel like they're all I have, but I'm trying to come up with an example. No, that is not true. I mean, the first failure that came to mind was when I tried to set up friends, and it didn't work. Like, but like a friend set up, not like two friends dating, but like set people up to be friends. Um, I have this great friend; she's one of my first friends from my acting program. Blah blah blah. We moved to New York at the same time. She's had this husband forever. Um, and I got a boyfriend, and I was super excited. Boyfriend uh, is now my husband also. Um, but we're both sort of like, we both weren't big daters. Like, she she's like a good girl, and I'm a bad girl, but we both didn't <laughs> date much. So it was both sort of our, like, first big long-term relationship situation. And we were like, we know. They'll be friends. And so we went and, like, saw her do some sketch comedy, and I brought... Brad, who was my boyfriend, and her husband was there in the audience. And then after the sketch comedy, we, like, walk the two guys up to each other. And she's like, Brad, Eric, Eric, Brad. And then I'm like, you guys both watch football. And then we, like, back away smiling. And the guys, and then you shake hands and say, look what we just did. The guy, And we're like, we go back to the bar and are, like, drinking a beer, being like, we killed it. They're going to be best friends. So they talk for like two seconds and they're like, hey, hey, like, that's your wife doing sketch comedy? Yeah, like, they've been, our, my wife and your girlfriend have been friends forever. Like, cool. What team do you like? This team. Oh, yeah, they've been okay. All right. Anyway, like, nice to meet you. Bye. And then <laughs> afterwards, Brad was like, why did you do that? I can't believe you, like, like, just are like, oh, you guys like football and then walked away. Like, who does that? And apparently my friend's husband was doing the same thing. And being like, why would you do that? That was the weirdest fucking situation. <laughs> and they like, and then because of that, they didn't like each other. Oh. And then they started running into each other at the same gym. And now they hang out. This does but not that sound took like a like failure three story. Years. It took like three years. That's not a failure story. I think it was a failure because it reminded me of the fact that, like, even though these guys get along and, like, have similar interests, they ran into each other at a place they both like, you know, it's not something that can be forced. There still has to be, like, an element of that, like, lightning in a bottle moment, even if the people, like, get along well. It took them three more years to become friends, like, partially because we were trying to, like, force the lightning by being like... A uh, football can be lightning, but it couldn't. <laughs> okay, so that was a failure of, in your mind, that was a failure of setting up people as yes, friends. Yes, But what about, like, your own endeavors and oh. trying to make friends? I, this one hurts me deep, and I don't know why. And it's not that we're not friends, but we're not, like, friends. <laughs> but... <laughs> There is a woman whose Twitter presence I love, who, and she's a comedian, and we did, like, 
a few shows together. Like, we run into each other throughout the years, don't know each other well, love each other's Twitter presence, and we, like, finally DM, and we're like, let's get drinks. And, like, she's very cool and has a real job, so we, like, met at some, like, bar where, like, real people meet after work. And we, like, had a good time. We were like, great, we should do this again. And then she, like, made some joke about, like, yeah, and if, like, we never hang out after this, like, I'll know it's because, like, you realize I wasn't as cool in person as Twitter. And that scared me so much. Oh, I never followed up. And no. we never hung out again. Oh, and no. And now I'm like, I'm like afraid of her. And I feel like I like failed her. But also she probably doesn't remember saying that and doesn't give a shit. And like, I don't think there's any bad blood or anything. But I know she made that comment. And then I like got so skittish and like wimped out oh it's also i feel like it must have been the time of my life i was in i was transitioning i was like trying to start our first project together by the book Mm -hmm. and she was like writing for a television show and like very cool and like very like accomplished and like up there in my mind and i was like i don't want to bring her down with my loserness and like, what if I can't be funny right loser. now? Oh my and gosh! Like, I like this would be a one-sided friendship because like she's more successful than me, and I don't want her to feel like I'm like just want to be around her because she has a cool job. And like, and then she made that joke, and I was like, it's too much pressure. <laughs> and then I <laughs> never got. I fucking like her tweets all the time still, but I know I have failed her as a potential friend. Mm. How's you didn't that? burn bridges. You just never quite made it to that. I next never level. made it over the. The bridge, but in my mind, I like walked halfway across and then burnt it. No, you didn't burn the bridge. I, but I worry. No, I worry. I don't think you did. I mean, I think what happened there is what happens a lot when we try to make friends, and what you know, Rihanna's demonstrated this. Like maybe you get together once, and you're not sure afterward. You know, are we going to see right, each other? Right. Or maybe there's one fun conversation, but is it fun enough where one of you is going to follow through, or both of you are going to follow through, or none of you are going to follow through? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think this is just kind of the dance of meeting friends as an adult. When totally, totally. When we're young, it's like you're friends because of proximity frequently. Oh yeah, like. Because your mom signed you up for the same, like, extracurricular activity mm-hmm. they both wish they did as a child. Like, that's your friend. Like, yeah. yeah, or you live in the same dorm together, yeah. or you're in a class together. Like, like you guys live in the cul-de-sac together. Like, yeah. yeah, so much of it is proximity, or the most arbitrary things, like, no offense to your story about Brad and so on, but, like, we both like football. Yeah, like, no, I know. Yeah. And, and, like, when we're little kids, I think that works really well. It's like, my favorite color is also blue. Yeah, no, it doesn't work as adults. It's I harder learned that. as adults. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there so, has to be more. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I think that's part of what makes it tougher. And then also I think one thing you just got at Jolenta that I think is true for me also is, like, there's that worry of, like, do they like me back? And I don't mm-hmm. know if when I was a little kid that ever, like, as a seven-year-old, it never crossed my mind. Yeah, do you like me back? Yeah, we're just not. We haven't, like— been, you know, beaten to death by the world with what our inadequacies are yet. Yeah. So we thought, like, we just lived up to our potential. Yeah. I mean, I guess all of this is just our way of saying, Jolenta, you and I, bless our hearts, we both failed a lot at making oh, friends yeah. as adults. We have. We have. But we've also succeeded. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that after the break. Yeah. So, so stay with us. We'll be right back. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe Right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. We are back. And before we go, Jolenta, you and I just want to reassure everyone out there that we're not just failures when it comes no. to making friends as an adult. You know, we've done it. We we have done it. It can be hard. And, you know, we feel Rihanna's pain. We feel all the pain of everyone who's written in since that episode. But we have had some successes. And we want to share a little bit about those successes and what went into those successes. Kristen, you start. You're always making a fucking friend. Let's go. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to tell you one of my secrets about why I have so many friends. You don't actually know them, and you're lying. <laughs> They're all imaginary. They're oh, stuffed this animals. This makes so much sense. All of them are stuffed animals. And, and she's other just been doing crazy objects. voices if I ever, like, hear one. <laughs> so I am friends with what might be called hubs. So think about, like, friendships as, gotcha, gotcha. as wheels. Who is the hub who has a million spokes? And the connectors, I, if you're a Malcolm Gladwell person. It, yes, I was The friend collectors, if you're a bitter bitch like me. <laughs> so I'm friends with a few different hubs. And the fact that I'm friends with a couple of hubs has really helped me. Um, for example, when I first moved to New York, the only person I really knew in this town that I considered a friend was my roommate. And she lived here for a few years and then left, and she hightailed it back to Minnesota. And it's 20 years now that I've been here. But she— um, is what I consider a hub. And so many of the friends I have now are because she had a million spokes. And I became friends with certain ones of those spokes who had also happened to be hubs. And so do you know what I'm saying here? So just steal everyone else's friends. Exactly. <laughs> so being friends with somebody who just has like loads and loads of friends, right. that's been the secret to making so many friends that I have now. And then also I've become a lot better, and especially since I became a freelancer in the last year, of if I meet somebody once, asking them to go out with me. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, I was uh, a few months ago at the Brooklyn Book Fair. I was invited to that. Um, and just to a cocktail party, they said, oh, we're going to have different Brooklyn writers there. And I walked into that room of 200 people. I'm like, I wonder if I'm going to know anybody in this room. And I just— And then you cried and left like I would. <laughs> or you pretended to be on your phone the whole time being like, I'm texting. I'm important. I have friends even though they're not here. <laughs> First, I was um, shaking my fist at the sky because the bar wasn't open when I got there. Ugh, and I'm like, oh! Then I would, I would be gone. I was so mad. But then I looked around, and then I saw somebody across the room who waved at me. I'm like, who is that? And they came up to me, and it was somebody who worked in a different department at a job with me more than 10 years ago but recognized me and said hi. And she was with some other people, 
And I ended up talking with some of the people with her. That friend just disappeared mm-hmm. after after she said hi to me. But and, you stole her friends. But then I talked to her friends, and then I made a working date the next day with one of them. Ugh, of and it was just like, did. I'm just going to, like, force – I'm going to force this. And if you say no, that's okay. Yeah. But, you know, we hung out. We talked a lot about books. And then we talked a lot about how lonely it can be writing, you know, alone sometimes. And then she just was – open to it when I said, hey, we should just have a writing date one day. And she said, how about tomorrow? And then we did. So that's one thing I've done is just spring for it. Like Mm -hmm. when I'm at an event, whether it's, you know, a professional event like that or um, somebody else's after work drinks that they invite me to, I'll just like ask. Yeah. And yes, I'll get shot down sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But I'll do it because um, I know that I don't have to take it personally if they say no. But it's great when they say yes. That's a good way to do it. I feel like I do like a really like a passive aggressive like covert version of what you do, which is I try to instead of ask, I try I try to connect with people by dropping sort of weirdly specific and often obscure facts or like passions or like clues. And if anyone picks up on it, I'll be like you. Oh, is that how we became friends? Probably, yes. Because I think about, like, how much you and I at the job we, we would talk about reality TV and movies. Things we had in common. But, like, to me, those were my clues. Where it's like, I was at a job one time and, like, walked past a guy and he was, like, on the phone with a customer and having a clearly bad call. And he made this, like, frowny face that, to me, was very obviously... Uh, a Jerry Blank face from Strangers with Candy, which is my favorite obscure TV show. Amy Sedaris Amy plays Sedaris. Jerry Blank, goes back to high school as a 40-year-old, very funny, very crazy. I hope it holds up. Anyway, uh, he made this sort of weird grimace face, and I was like, I can say something and sort of put myself out there that he might totally think I'm weird for saying and not understand, or I can just walk past and be like, oh, I wonder if he was referencing that. And I just walked by and was like, nice Jerry face. And he, like, waved, and we carried on. But then after he got off the call, he's like, oh, my God, that was horrible. And (laughs) how the fuck did you know I was doing a Jerry face? And that's how we became friends. So, like, finding ways to put yourself out there that, like, yeah, if they go over someone's head or under someone's radar, they might be like, that person is fucking weird. But it's a nice way of getting, like, sort of softly rejected. I'd rather them be like, I don't know what you mean. Then have them be like, no, I don't want to hang out. Mm. But for me, it's sort of like a litmus test of like, this person will probably say yes to hanging out because he got that reference. Mm. It's probably kind of weirdly manipulative now that I say it out loud. I don't do it like on purpose. It's just how I connect by like offering weird bits of myself and seeing if anyone is like, I have that weird bit. Mm. Well, that works clearly. Yeah, yeah, it works. I mean, I feel like you and I connected over something I must have enjoyed and been like, only weirdos enjoy this. You and I will get along. <laughs> yeah, I think that works. And then something else that I have found that I didn't expect this to happen that's really worked for me is I meet friends through my husband now. And I mm, never yeah. thought that I would meet friends no, through my husband. No, they're good bait. But, yeah, he's great. So one of our best friend couples that we hang out probably, like, I mean, I I hang out with both of them separately and together. And that tells you what good oh, friends totally. they yeah, are. Yeah, totally. So it's that kind of thing where, if like— If you can handle the couple one-on-one and it's not like, we both like so-and-so, but the other one, huh? Or like— Yeah, it's fantastic. And Dean and I can hang out with them together. I can hang out with them without him. I can yeah, hang out with yeah, each yeah. of them separately. I mean, 
the fact that we have that kind of friendship. And that's all because Dean was friends with them. Yeah, Brad's best friend, Katie, I, like, just straight up stole from him. And, like, now she's just both of our best friends separately. Like, but it's like, yeah, no, that was just one of his really good friends from college. And we started dating. And I was like, this person's I'm cool. stealing her. She's mine now. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of our lessons come down to if you meet people by chance, either as you do, drop the hint or just ask them to hang out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll say no, but sometimes they'll say yes. And then use your connections. Yeah, and, like, use other people's connections. And, like, not in a smarmy way, but in a, like, hey, like, I really enjoyed so-and-so. Like, would I, like could I get their email address? I wanted to see if they wanted to see this movie you would hate. Like, yeah, share the love, spread the love. And then, you know, if you're like me— um, Join a book club. I'm still. In the I was going to say for... also structured things have really helped. Yeah. Again, the friend I stole from my husband, she started a bachelor fantasy league where we watched The Bachelor. None of us had ever watched it, but she's one of those go getter friends. Mm-hmm. She invited a bunch of other people. It was me, a friend she had, of mine she had met through me, two other friends she had from other places, and I stole one of those friends, too. Yeah. And, like, now we're all friends. We're all from different walks of life, and, like, we can bring people in and out. But the structured weekly thing... Yes. And the, like, focus of either a book or, like, a dumb TV show... Yeah, or a board game club. To help people start talking and opening up, sharing their own experiences... And just knowing, like, oh, and I'm going to see him next week. Yeah. And it gets you thinking about, like, oh, this reminds me of them. I have to tell them. Just sort of the standing appointments really help solidify friendships. Yeah. And that structured activity can be anything you want it to be. It can be a stitching bitch. It can be, you know, some sort of running club. It can be anything you it want it to be. It can be just, like, on Tuesdays we drink yes. or eat or whatever. Yeah. Like, or wear pink. Yeah. Or one of my friends has what she calls Taco Tuesday, and she gathers people together that she knows that— just want to every Tuesday get together for tacos. And um, and it's always different people at that event. Yeah, it's just, it's just standing things are good. Standing yeah. appointments. Yes. So that, that, that's a little bit about how we've succeeded with making but friends as an like adult. But also, like, you're going to fail and you're going to feel like a yes. fucking idiot. But the more you fail, the more you get used to it and you realize, like, it's not all there is. Yeah. The real failures are people who don't even try. So oh, don't whoa. be that don't kind be of Don't be friends with them. No. But you won't be because they're not trying to be your friend. <laughs> and that's it for this bonus episode of We Love You and So Can You. Our producer is Lindsay Cradwell, who has a gazillion friends and is part of so many structured activities. She has activities. a lot of clubs yes. that I need to get in on. Yeah, she plays instruments. She does things that are crafty. She reads. Yeah, she does all she's of it. She's literate. Yeah, she's amazing. Thanks also to Casey Holford, who composed our theme song and mixed this episode. Daisy Rosario is our executive producer, and Chris Bannon is Stitcher's chief content officer. Please stay in touch with us. Do you have a predicament you need help with? Hit us up. Our email address is weloveyoupod at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us at Jalenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, or at weloveyoupod. Oh, and we have an Instagram account. It's also weloveyoupod. Also, please rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you listen. It helps other people to find the show. And our hearts just fill with love every time we see those five glowing 
yellow stars. They're so cute. You know, they're gold stars. Every time I get a star, I feel like I've gained a friend. Yes, that's right. And solidify my career as mildly stable. (laughs) Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalenda Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye, and we love you. And so can you. Anyone else having a hot flash now? Just me. Stitcher. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed.